And hello, everybody. Welcome to Girlfriend Let's Talk podcast. We are interviewing the owner of Mama's Ark, Tina Sullivan. She is a coach for struggling moms. She helps moms reclaim peace in their lives, discover their God-given identity, and reach their goals by taking small, courageous steps. Hi, Tina. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. No, thank you. I have been anticipating this podcast because, of course, this is Girlfriend Let's Talk, and we talk about all things momhood, wifehood, familyhood, all the hoods, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes! So as new moms, we proclaim that we won't give up our careers, independence, identities, just because we had a baby. We don't want to lose what we were before, so we go in the paint strongly. Then slowly we learn that motherhood should be called otherhood. <laughs> the relentless caring for others and not the self. Diaper changing at 2 a.m. in the morning, sleepless nights, fevers, rashes, et cetera, et cetera. Snacks, snacks, and more dinner. snacks. Right, and more snacks and and so errands and baths and making beds, all those things. Who is caring for the mother? We certainly don't have the energy to care for ourselves. We tell ourselves it'll be easier when they are older. We suck this promise like a pacifier. We want to be good moms, to succeed, to do it right. So we erect towers for our new identity. We buy products. We start blogs. We start Instagram accounts, crafting, all those good things. And before you know it, you know, we, we feel like we have no idea who we are anymore. So Tina, I am a mother of five, but my children are, <clears throat> of course, right now, they're older, they're out of elementary, they're out of, the, out of the infancy stage. But I can remember back then, and back then we didn't, I'm not that old, but I started young. We didn't have a lot of podcasting and things. We were blogging, but we, it wasn't podcasting to really op- have an open discussion about, you know, the craziness of being a new mom. So Tina, can you just share with us a little bit about what you do and your experience with this, I'm assuming the story behind this, huh? Yes. But before I begin, Reba, I love how you talked about how we, what did you say? The promise, we suck it like a pacifier. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> like how we, uh, you know, it will get easier as we get older. And so often we avoid our emotions and we avoid the problems so that we can just get through the day, get through the day, get the kids sleep. And there is no time for rest and there is no time to renew and restore our emotional health, our spiritual health, our physical health. And in the end, our thoughts are changing the way we think. Like motherhood changes the way you think anyway. And if you continue living in this, push it to the end, avoiding your emotions, avoiding your spiritual mental health, then over time, those lies become your truth and that becomes your story. And so that's what happened to me. I am a mom of four right now, but when I got married, I went to um, college with my husband we went to the Bay Area for medical school and I had uh, my daughter there and I did student teaching I'm a teacher by trade but then I stayed at home and I thought that this is what I needed um, for my family this is what was best for for the family while my husband was in medical school and you know providing for our family this was the investment that I you know wanted to do that he wanted to do And then when I got pregnant with my son, this is our second year into medical school, everything kind of shifted. Like I remember just giving up on any hope or dream or this is my life and I should be happy 
and the shame that I felt from this. I have a good life. I have a husband in medical school. I have a healthy baby. I have a wonderful family. I live in a home. Like anything that was a positive in my life, I took it as shame. Like I shouldn't ask for help. And if I did ask for help, spiritual directors, or if I help, asked for um, even counseling, like I went to counselors and they told me like, I don't have enough trauma to work with them. And I, I had to tell one of them, I said, he's like, I, I have people come in who, you know, are struggling with abuse and they just listed all these things. He's like, you don't have any of that. So <sighs> I'm not really sure how I can help you. And I said, well, I'm here. It took a lot to get here. I have things to work through, but if you are not willing to continue working with me, then you're showing me that I'm not worth it to you. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I, it's worth it to me to continue on. So I actually went and saw him again one time, but then in my head, I was like, no, I'm not worth it to him. Like he doesn't see the worth that I need to start seeing. And so mm -hmm. I, I said, thank you. No, thank you. And I uh, walked out, but same thing with spiritual directors. Like they, um, you know, it became the pray more. And are you sure you're living your life for God? And it was like a shame. Like I'm not doing enough for, for God. And, mm. and, you know, looking back, like I was in just the, the heap of depression and was afraid to ask for help. I knew something was wrong, like three weeks into, right? Like there's something going on. I couldn't talk to my 18 month old at the time. I would just lie on the couch and just stare at her and cry. Like, okay, this isn't normal. This isn't like I get, you know, I get sad. But like this is different. And I just remember it being, being different. Um, but I was ashamed if I even mentioned like, oh, maybe it's this. And there was any slight, I'm a people pleaser, Reva. Like if there was any slight, like, <laughs> you know what, like. I don't think that's true. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Like, I'm, you know better. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. So I did, I did what all moms do. You just push to the side, and you're like, it's not that bad. Um, maybe I'm just not seeing what others are seeing. And it got to a point where I just needed to change. Um, so I finally got help. I went, finally found, you know, counseling. I started medication, just being fully transparent. And I remember just feeling so defeated. And mm. taking medication for depression is going to, like, people aren't going to love me. My family is going to reject me. And I remember calling my individually, one by one, people in my family to tell them because I was so afraid of what they would think. Mm. That I was like, no, like, my mind needs to change. My thoughts need to change. How can I challenge myself? If I'm thinking they're going to be mad at me, I'm just going to tell them and get over it because it's worth it to talk to your kids. And it's worth it to function as a mom and as a wife. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter if they think the, pill, the pills are addictive. It doesn't matter if they think that it's not true, that you're making up excuses. I needed to finally make a decision for me as a mom and as a wife and as, as Tina. Like I let go of so many things for me when I became a mom. And so it's just been learning how to navigate, navigate that. And that's what I'm here. I'm here to help moms. Like I remember thinking, who can I talk to? And is there anybody out there? I remember wanting to talk about problems with my husband so that I could get help. But the people that I knew knew my husband and I didn't want to make it seem like I didn't love him or to you know, gossip about him. It was more mm -hmm. of an in-depth, please tell me, like, like, help me change my heart so I can love him, so I can love God. 
that these are real struggles. Um, and I just didn't know who to go to. And so I am filling that, that void that I had as a mom that I know that so many other moms feel the same way. And so that is why I started Mama's Ark. I help struggling moms reclaim peace um, through their God-given identity. It starts, healing begins, I believe. Healing begins when you see and love yourself the way God loves you. And you can step-by-step step make changes to change your thoughts and master your emotions and really reclaim peace in your life. Thank you that you're providing that because you're so right. A lot of moms like us, we did not know where to turn, who to turn to. And there wasn't really announcements of saying, hey, if you're a new mom over here and you're struggling, you're feeling a little depressed and you're just not liking yourself right now, you can come over here. So it exactly. It is most definitely much needed. Um, what does healing look like for mom? So like I said before, healing, I believe healing begins when you choose to see and love yourself the way God does. And so stepping into God's light and seeing yourself the way the Father sees you, healing can only truly begin when you accept yourself and see yourself in that light. Because if you see yourself as you're not worthy, you're not worth it, you're not enough, you're not doing a good enough job, everything in your life, you're going to criticize. Your thoughts, you, we, we struggle with inner negative thoughts and I call it the inner negative Nancy within ourselves. Like Nancy is a person and she is trying to prove that you are not enough. So if you have this thought, I'm not enough, then Nancy's going to go and say, oh, look, the dishes weren't done. Your husband got mad. There you go. You're not enough. He doesn't love you. And so healing can only really begin with this identity in God alone that I am loved and I am worth it because he loves me. And I see my husband, I see that he's upset and he can be upset, but you're rooted in your love that God loves you. And that is unshakable. And if you're there, then you can start working through those emotions and those conflicts with your spouse, with your in-laws, with friends. And you can't really take steps forward unless you can be grounded in God. So that is what I believe healing is having that peace. There is a God-given peace and it comes from, it comes from God and that humility of accepting, hey, maybe I'm not enough. Right. You know, maybe I could do a better job. I'm sure I could, you know, we all can do better jobs, but yep. it's about what you're focusing on. Like, are you focusing on doing things out of fear? I need to do the dishes done, get the dishes mm -hmm. done, or my husband will be upset. Or are you, but if you can focus your actions on loving God, then you're going to be able to love others through loving God. But fear-based action builds mm. resentment. It builds shame. And that is my life. And <laughs> so um, my husband and I, we Good. talked about it before. It was, always a, it was always a no to me and a yes to everybody else. And I <sighs> resented everybody else. I would get angry. I was so, I mean, I'm so angry at so many people because I decided to create these lies or these lies came into my head and I chose to build them in my head as truth for years and it mm -hmm. brought me down. And so it took, it took a while to come out of it, but over time, small steps led me to where I am right now. I can't imagine, you know, three years ago, can't imagine doing what I'm doing now here, talking to you and trying to help other women online and it's yeah. so hard to be vulnerable and to share your personal struggles with 
the world, but those small steps led me to where I am right now. And so I want to help moms see that you may be in a dark place right now, and that's okay. It's not about you have to be at a good place. It's about, okay, this is where you are, accepting where you are, and what action can you take right now to move you forward so that in three years from now, like, what is your life going to look like? Because there's a transition. There's a transitional period when you become a mom, you're just learning how to be you again and how to be you as a mom and juggling your marriage with kids. Like there's so many changes and we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the perfect, whatever anyone else thinks. Taking a pause and letting God speak to you and share with you like who he wants you to be as a mom and as a wife and not who you should be, but who are you in his love and how can you share his love to others. So good. I love that you um, really explained how, what's the result of being a people pleaser? Like we sometimes separate, oh, I'm just trying to do the right thing. I want to, you know, just make everybody happy. And then you're over here carrying this resentment, this anger, this frustration. What does reclaiming peace mean? So peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit and it's the gift from God. And so reclaiming peace is really taking that power and God's peace back into your life when we allow our thoughts and our feelings to take over and lies become truth in our lives, we are pushing away God's peace because we can't have peace if we are believing a lie. If we're believing mm-hmm. if we're believing thoughts of you're not a good enough mom, there's nothing you can do to make it better. If you are a victim in your life and it's your truth and you can't get out of it, like that's what he wants you to feel. The devil wants you to get discouraged. He wants to break apart the family. And he can do that through the mom. The mom is so, they're so vulnerable that any which way mm-hmm. you turn, like there's going to be this manipulation of how can I get you to break yourself down? Like he doesn't even have to try. We do it to ourselves. And so mm-hmm. reclaiming peace is pushing out those lies and allowing God's peace to come in. And it's really about living your life in love and not fear and teaching your children through example. You, you mentioned um, earlier being a frustrated mom. How do you help mom discover their God-given identity? So I help them discover their <clears throat> God-given identity by small actions. So over time, these experiences will build upon each other. Like this idea that God loves you. Like you can know like, oh yeah, God loves me. But until you truly encounter God and have that relationship with him, you're not going to really know what that means. And so for me, I want to help moms become empowered and motivated to continue to make steps and choose to love even if they feel low or angry because they love God. If they can get to the root of I'm loved, I'm worth it to God, and he has asked me to love others. And by loving others, I'm loving him. You will see that relationship between you and God will transform your life. I'm quoting from you from one of your Instagram posts. God's greatest miracles happen in darkness. And you said, that's why I'm here. I slowly sprinkled in God's love and perspective. It's overwhelming to think I need to make a big change, but how do I do it in small, courageous steps? That's quoted by Tina. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> like I said that. I said that. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit talking through me. Sprinkles. Who doesn't love the word sprinkle? <laughs> right. So, no, but it's okay. so it's so true because, like, looking back, like if I could take back my years of depression, would I do it? No, not for a second. Because I have learned how to have empathy for others, how to listen, how to love and I've encountered God in such a way that I wouldn't have if I didn't have that darkness and so it was a gift and this moment I have so much more hope like I'm such a fix-it person if I get this problem in my head I want to fix it I want to fix it now like there has to be something wrong and so if I'm if there's darkness within my soul if I'm feeling discouraged or just being tempted to really just depressive thoughts then, you know, my go-to is to fix it. And if I can't fix it, I get more discouraged. And sometimes the best thing for you to do is to not give any attention to it, to know, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I accept it, but I'm going to come back to it at another time. And so I actually help moms. I have an online course called Restore Motherhood Piece by Piece, and I teach the peace model. So the peace model is, it's a five-step process. You pinpoint your emotion. You, you express it through writing. You accept your emotion. You connect it to the past so you can change your behavior. And you encounter God. So the peace model, P-E-A-C-E. Mm. But I've had, I've had these moms who've been in it just seeing the transformation in their lives, seeing them, just seeing them transform has been such a blessing. And to see them grow as women as moms as wives i love that the peace model what are some of the common myths about being a mom so some common myths about being a mom is that there's a right way of being a mom you know <laughs> that <laughs> there's that pinterest perfect mom that you need to be that you need there's a difference between what's the there's a difference between admiring somebody and being inspired by somebody. So there are people who you look up to that can actually bring your spirit down. And you're like, I'm not like her. I need to be doing more. And then there are other moms, you're like, man, like look at her, like the joy she has, the peace she has. I want that. But you're not comparing. And there's a difference between, I know it. I know when I see women on Instagram or I meet people in person and I leave feeling fulfilled or I leave feeling heavy almost like I ate too much junk food. And, um, <laughs> and so I think the myth is we're looking for somebody else to be the mom God is calling us to be instead of sitting in his presence and living your life the way he wants you to. And just being mm -hmm. aware of your baby, your toddlers, your kids, like whatever stage, your adult kids, your teenagers, whatever stage in life you're in, stop looking for this play-by-play -play of how you can be a mom and sit and enjoy where you are and see what is God calling me to be today. Again, those small steps. What is he calling me to do today? Can you tell us again how many children you have and how do you balance being a mom and an entrepreneur? I have four kids. I have Kathleen, who's almost seven. Oh, hold on. They are interrupting me as we speak. I have James. James is here with us asking for fruit <laughs> snacks. <laughs> yes, you may have some. 
Snacks, snacks, snacks. Remember? Snacks, snacks, snacks. <laughs> and do, in true four kid fashion. Mommy. It was sweet. Yeah. Um, James, he just turned five, and Jack is almost two, and then Charlotte will be seven months in just a couple of days. And how do I balance being an entrepreneur and being a mom? So there's been a lot of give and take with my husband this last year because starting off takes so much groundwork and foundational work and COVID happened when I started. I was one month postpartum. And so it kind of made it possible. Like I felt God calling me to start this. Like, okay, Tina, now's the time. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. When my husband works in the ER and and I've had this sitting in my desktop for years and and so I'm looking right I'm looking for that balance Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to find that balance but listening to God and what he wants for you and your family and although it's been a little bit crazy getting it um it's been our family has thrived in the craziness it was so important to have community and but the heart part of that is balancing in how to have community when you're enthrusted with young children, being a young mom or a new mom. How do you, what do you suggest on how to incorporate that community and um, that girl time um, for struggling mamas? So really being open to opportunities, saying, saying yes. There's lots of, there are a lot of communities whether, you know, in church, like if you have, I, I'm guilty of the church anxiety where I do not want to go over and meet people because I'm afraid of what they're going to say about me and my kids. My kids are too loud. And no, 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 you need to be, you need to be perfect little children in mass. So we're Catholic and no, my parish, I love, like the parish is so great, but mm-hmm. there's something in me that I have to fight and it's so hard because I want to believe I have no friends. I want to believe there is no one there. Mm. And, that's just a, and that's just a thought. And so for other moms who don't have a community or are struggling, I want to challenge you. Do you have this impairing thought that is holding you victim to your circumstance? Like, are mm. you, do you have any, do you have a community? And is it because you believe you don't have one or is it because you're not trying to find one it takes a lot of vulnerability it takes a lot of getting out there but even my community here has been through working out and I found a a great group of moms working out vulnerability is the key Tina this has been a refreshing conversation I know that our mamas out there in virtual world have gotten a lot from this episode of mama's arc with Tina tell us about what services do you offer how they can reach you yes um so I offer one-on-one private coaching and I also offer one hour intensive we have Tina Sullivan mama's arc I appreciate you coming to share your story your expertise This is so rich. It's a conversation that we need to continue to have to help mothers along and new mamas and also mamas like me that are 
transitioning because their children are not needing them as much. And um, so there's lots of conversations that we need to have for our mamas. The good news is, ladies, is that being a parent gives us an opportunity to heal ourselves. When healing our own scars, we become the best women and parents our children deserve. Oh, amen. Thank you so much. This was so fun and refreshing. Thank you so much. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk, powered by My Story, the magazine. Stay connected with us directly through our website, www.mystorythemagazine.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram and Facebook at, at My Story, the magazine. If you would like to share your story or like to speak with us, please send us an email through hello at mystorythemagazine.com. And as always, thank you for having Girl Chat with us. Until next time, girl, go be great.